Hello and welcome back. We're going to start the show with a snack that's from the future. Mark brought it. I don't know what it means. We're going to find out about right brain, left brain. What does that mean to you? We're going to find that out too. Mark has a song. Do you know the original artist? And we're talking about the bunny man in Paranormal Corner, and you're not going to want to miss that because it's creepy. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. And we have a snack. Oh, I got to get the snack out. Oh, the- <laughs> From the future. From the future. I don't know why future has an echo. There's probably uh, a good future song, does. right? But, but I have I have two different things. Hold on, I'm trying to hide it from you, so don't see. don't look over okay, here. Okay, so what I got. I'll be thinking about future songs. Okay. Probably David Bowie's like Space Oddity or something like that. But right now I can't. The na- the sound of Space Oddity is not coming to mind. Is that ground? Back control? to the future. No, major back to the future. And got to get uh, back in time. Of course, that's going back in time. It's what's the song for Back to the Future? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Huey Lewis song. I am opening this now. This He's is a snack. This. this is before we get to the. The drink, and I'm trying oh, to hide okay. the drink All right, from you. Okay, so I'm just going to look. You can see, you can see the, the drink. I just don't want you to see the label of the wall. drink. Okay. But it's the drink is from the future, and in the future, what are things going to be like? Is it going to be, uh, well, um, this is like. Uh, in the future, it's only going to be things okay. that we're allowed by <laughs> our rulers to eat and drink. So That's right. Pro- All you know manufactured what? stuff. Yep. Right? Yep. Nothing natural. Yep. Yep. All uh, crickets All, and. Uh, 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 Freeze-dried. Yep, freeze-dried crickets okay. that are like with pizza powder on them or something. All right, so I have a freeze-dried thing for you. Now, okay. I want don't you close to... close my eyes or something? I, yeah, just don't look at it. You okay. don't have to close your eyes, but I'm going to put something in your hand. It's freeze-dried. Ow! And okay. I... <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm, hold on. Hold your hand. I got to take okay. a picture of I'm it in your hand. hand I forgot, okay. to take, forgot to take pictures. Matt, was I ready for the show today? I'm not sure you were. <laughs> I mean, you have the snack, so... Yeah. Okay, here is the picture. Holding my hand. I'm not even looking. Okay. I'm just staring Got at the, the wall. Got the picture. Yeah. All right, and I have one, too. Should I close my eye and stick my tongue out or just, something? Just... <laughs> Hold on. No. Wait, I, I no, got no, get the no, bell no, no. over here. Okay. <laughs> not taking a picture of that. Okay, but I'm not going to look at oh, it, but I'll I, put it in my mouth. I like how you said not taking a picture of that. You weren't opposed to it happening. <laughs> you just don't want a picture of it. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead and put it in your mouth, put and I'll put it, mine put in my mouth. Okay. Now it's freeze dried. I don't know if you're supposed to chew it or let it reconstitute well, in your mouth. Tell me what you think that is. Well, okay. This is kind of weird. It's tripping me out. Okay. Because it's mostly Okay, it's got the texture, although it's a little softer than a malted milk ball, but it's got the texture kind of like a malted milk ball. Right. But there's no chocolate. That's because that's because it's freeze dried. Mm-hmm. It tastes slightly of, I would say, caramel, but I get this little hit of, um, I don't know, citrus or something, but it's really mild. So it's throwing me. I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to break the other one in half. Okay. Give you a half. Can I look at it? No. Well, I get... uh, Okay, I'm not looking. Yeah, I guess you could. Okay. You can look at it. Oh. See, now... And this time, this time, instead of chewing it, I want you to have, just keep it in your mouth. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to? (laughs) Slowly, right? (laughs) Okay. Just the tip. Now just leave it in there. Leave it in there like you're trying Mm. to reconstitute it with your saliva. (laughs) So hot, isn't it? Now Now I get that... Now you know why in show prep I told you make sure you have plenty of water because this is dry stuff. But I have a drink for you. 
Um, Can you feel it get reconstituted and start to melt a little bit in your yes. mouth? Yes. Okay. I'm still confused. When you look at it, you're thinking it's going to be like mint and chocolate, but it does not taste like mint at all. I would say that the green is something fruity, maybe lime. I don't know, but, but, the, but the there's part of it that's fruity, but when it all starts to blend together, then it just goes back to being sweet-ish. So I'm, I have no idea. And by looking at it, I can't tell. You're going to have to tell me. What would this be? I'm certain I know where you got it from now. It's weird. Why do you know where I got it from? Well, I'm assuming it came from the same place that we got some other. It did things. not. Oh. It did not. My mom brought this to me. Oh, very cool. From uh, Oregon. Oregon. And uh, it's done by the Sugar Fix at uh, Sugar, Fi Sugar Fix, I guess is the name of the place. It's, that is uh, a Sugar Fix indeed. It's on PCH in Waldport, Oregon. Okay. And it is taffy. Oh. That is freeze dried taffy. What? That's why I was trying to get you to let it melt on your mouth a little, what? in your mouth a little bit, because then because it gets a little gummy and it kind of mm -hmm. does taste like taffy. Mm -hmm. It's not saltwater taffy, which you okay. may be. Were they both the same flavor? I don't know. They oh. were certainly different colors. Oh, so but you got not. the little bit of a fruitiness to it. Yeah, huh. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was going to. Uh, hmm. It's it's made. It's made in a home, says this product made in a home, not in an inspected facility. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Processed in a home that contains milk, eggs, all nuts, wheat, and soy. All nuts. <laughs> but that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> uh, I don't know that that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's all nuts. <laughs> all nuts, no bite. All right, so next next is a drink. Okay, let still me see. not looking. I have, I have never had this drink I'm just before. staring off into space, Oh, folks. there's a, there's not just a lid. There's a uh, foil lid thing that needs to be peeled that's underneath the lid. If we get to this. If, uh, if, the, if we were videotaping this, if this was a scene in a movie, I would be the person playing the um, visually challenged person where you just stare off somewhere. <laughs> right. Trying to look, imagine what it's like if you didn't see. All right. Now, this is also okay. a drink from the future. So the future is, of course, you know, dehydrated food type of a thing. Okay. So this is okay, a dehydrated so that's, that's what drink. The, that's, what the, that's what the taffy is. This food here <laughs> dehydrated is, drink. is from the future. It. Its name... <laughs> Is reminiscent of a food in the future from science fiction. So go ahead and take oh. a drink. You can look now and take a drink. I don't know if I. Oh. Okay. Oh. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had so, the same feeling. I've never had this. I took a whiff and I was like, oh. It oh, smells oh, like what? a chocolate protein drink. That's what that smells like. Right. It smells like uh, like an like an Atkins chocolate protein drink. Or, or name the protein drink of choice. It does smell like that, yes. I don't know what it tastes like. I have no idea. I've never tasted it this. It tastes like a chocolate mint protein drink. Mm, there's an aftertaste. Um, Doesn't taste bad. I think that's just the... Mm, I can't. It tastes like a yeah, tastes like a chocolate mint protein drink to me. Okay, are you ready for what it is? Yes. Again, from the future, okay. science fiction, okay. future food. If you tell me that I'm drinking um, cricket buttholes or something, I'm gonna be very <laughs> mad. <laughs> uh, 
What color is this top? Green. What? Soylent green. It's Soylent yeah. green. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this before. I have too, but I've never bought it. And I was it right, wasn't now. I? I was right. Yeah. So it says uh, on here, ready to drink meal, mint chocolate, naturally flavored. The brand is Soylent. And this particular, the mint chocolate one, the top of the bottle is green. You're talking a little so bit loud, and I need you to be Soylent. <laughs> so this is Soylent Green. And uh, for those of a certain age. Not us. 26. <laughs> uh, back in the six, late 60s, I don't even think it was mm-hmm. 70s, was a movie called Soylent Green. Yeah. Where Sci-fi. Right. Yeah, science yeah. fiction uh, of the future, of the dystopian future, mm-hmm. and which we're living right now. <laughs> unfortunately, if you, you know, if you're in of a certain generation, you already know the the end of the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what Soylent Green is. Uh-huh. I mean, the movie. I actually watched it relatively recently. I've never seen it. And and that was the first. Well, it was the first time I, I saw know the it. Line. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, I know the end line. But it was like the movie was actually more about a dystopian future than it was the crux of the movie and how close do you think we are to that <laughs> we're getting darn close yeah, okay. especially when you said eating crickets and stuff like right, that right because everyone everyone was rationed food and the mm-hmm. food was called soylent it was these dry patty things that you would eat and it was green and that was soylent green that's that was my thing. nickname in high school <laughs> <laughs> what dry patty, dry patty. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we're having some Soylent Green. They, I mean, somebody's got a great sense of humor, right? They have to. I, I am so surprised that this is marketed to, I don't know what uh, age group this is marketed to, but if it's marketed to us, I don't know. They should have they should have actually said Soylent Green on it more because this is clearly a health food thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 grams of plant proteins, 39 essential nutrients. The ingredients is, uh, it says filtered water. Soy protein isolate, maltodextrin, high oleic sunflower oil, allulose, canola oil, cocoa powder processed with alkali, natural flavors, vitamin and mineral premix, soluble corn fiber, soluble corn fiber, soy lecithin, cellulose salt. No, I'm sorry, cellulose <laughs> salt. Gel and gum and sucralose. Oh. And then it has a whole list of soylent vitamin and mineral premix. Oh, I see. That's the premix. It makes a whole bunch of vitamins, copper. Which I can taste. It's a, it is a little bit vitamin-y, and I think that's the end note. That it's like, okay, this is okay, you guys, this isn't bad at all. Especially if if you're um, watching your weight, or let's say you're trying to put on weight and trying to get more protein, or you work out a lot and you're trying to get more protein, whatever the case may be, it's not horrible, but I still get that aftertaste. It's like, okay, I get chocolate and I mint and get mint, and then there's something else, and I'm guessing it's the vitamins. It, it ends with the vitamins, and it's not horrible. And if you're really hungry <laughs> and you're limiting yourself to certain things, this would absolutely work. I bet if you blended this with ice and turned it into, a, you know, a sort of a smoothie shake thing, it'd be all fine. It's a little thick and but, syrupy in the, there's little it, that I like it. Yeah. just The, just the thing that I don't bit, like. You taste the vitamins. Well. Not enough mint. If it's going to be yeah. mint, because mint, I'm a big, my favorite ice cream is uh, mint and chip. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have enough mint in it. Do you grow mint? I do not. You should pick some of mine because I, I, I haven't killed it yet. <laughs> you know, there's actually a chocolate mint 
that actually yes. smells like There's a chocolate like mint. like an orange mint, a chocolate yeah. mint, a lemon mint. I, I don't, you know, I... You know, I do grow herbs and spices. I don't know why I don't have mint in there. Penis I mint, vagina that. mint. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just thinking, how what many the, mint flavors the are there? Because <laughs> the okay. there are a lot of mint flavors. Right. In season five, Jana opens up. <laughs> I can feel it. The face is turning really red. <laughs> well, have the rest of that. So I got to tell you, I uh, I pour, you don't want any more? No. Okay, I'm gonna throw it away. Okay, <laughs> all right. Have fun. I'll hold the basket. So you it's in this bottle, the bottle has 400 calories for bottle. So it's not necessarily a diet drink. It may be a, a soy health food drink in that sense. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. We need to do this on the show. I have just recently Jenna? heard. We're on the show. But a different day when <laughs> oh, we're okay. planning it. Because <laughs> I didn't know you were doing this. Recently, there's somebody that I follow who keeps um, a protein drink around for those really quick, oh, I got to have something on the run. Right. And she was. Uh, it was recommended that she try a brand called Fairlife. And I believe you can get it at Costco. And I'm familiar she, with Fairlife. She says it is so good and put that on ice or blend it with ice or whatever. And she says it's actually really, really good. So I've tried a few different of these protein type drinks. Right. Um, something like this sometimes, not all of them, can be really good for when you know you need to get some protein and your stomach is maybe giving you some problem. There are some things that are easier to tolerate to just right. get something in you. Right. Um, but, um, but so I've been curious to try those. Also, I have a sister who having protein drinks would be easier for her because of some health issues. Right. And so I've just been thinking I need to try that one and see what I think because I hear it's a really good one. This Soylent is uh, on the shelf. It's not in the refrigerator or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. it's room temperature on the shelf stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long, you know what, there's an expiration. No, I'm trying to think. I don't see an expiration date. There is some fine print date on here, but it doesn't look like it says expiration before the numbers, and the numbers do not look like a date on there. And I'm looking at the rest of the book. I don't see anything that says anything about expiration. Okay, then. This, so. so you're good. good. Wait, no, here's... The, oh, here it is. Apocalypse. It's on the top, June 2024. Best Buy 09, June 2024. Oh, good, so we, we did it now. So we made... Oh, so that's too bad. It doesn't last that long. I'm always looking at, you know. But you could always swap it out. The more and more I turn to a survivalist Rice. and a prepper, yes. <laughs> always looking at things that will last longer. But there you go, well, folks. How much Soylent longer? green Just is from the future. Yeah. So whatever the date is on it, and it might depend on what it, what it, the product we're talking about, but how much longer do you think you'd hang on to it? A month? Two months? For me? Unopened. I normally don't buy this stuff. Uh-huh. If I bought it, I would drink it within a few days because it's like, I bought it because I want to see what it tastes like mm-hmm. now. Not, not oh, but, I know what this, this is. this was part of your supply... Would you hold it beyond that date that they've got there? Oh, I certainly would. Within a couple months or longer? Oh, yeah. In fact, I have uh, plans for future shows where I bring in expired stuff that you don't know that it ex- it's expired. Oh, good. To good. see if you can tell. You first, Jenna. Because <laughs> <laughs> this happened at the end of last year. We talked about it where I had uh, I had uh, uh, sourdough English muffins in my refrigerator yep. that were over a year expired. And I said, yeah, what the heck? Let me throw it in the toaster and see what... I couldn't tell the difference. It was great. Well, you know Once what it was happened toasted. with my freezer. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm throwing away probably you away stuff perfectly and, good stuff. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I got to do know. this. You never know till you cook it up and try it. That's right. So that's what this year is going to be. A lot of me bringing in <laughs> stuff. <for> the- <laughs> Lots of left... Well, I... Okay, so... 
I have decided that this year I really do want to focus on using what's already here before adding more to the podcast corner or any of that. Right. Use what's here before I go and buy other things. Sometimes it's easier after a long day at work. It's just like, ah, right. just to go stop to the, at the old store and pick up a pre-made salad or right. whatever. Or, or just go with the old standards that you always have instead of, you know, I have a couple of cans of stuff in the cupboard. Absolutely. I don't know why I don't eat that yes. stuff. I have yes. it because I liked it at one point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this morning I fed, <laughs> it wasn't my cats, it was expired tuna. I don't want to, you know, poison my cat, poison my cats just in case. <laughs> so I put it outside for one of the feral cats that's that hangs around. Right. He ate all of it. <laughs> we'll know tomorrow morning. If he doesn't show up to eat, then I'll know it was not a good idea. Or if he's out there, hey, that cat's taking an awfully long nap. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, heck. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, by the way, I didn't, I didn't give away and we'll just leave it up in the, op- out in the open. Wait, or up in the air. You know what? I'm going to leave it up in the air. Didn't give away the end of Soylent Green. Oh, right. So just See in case, somebody, just in call case, us and tell us just what in it case is. there's people that, uh, uh, don't know the ending. I yeah. don't want to spoil it for you. Right. But, uh, there you that's go. the whole, the crux of the whole right. thing. Right. And once you know, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's not the same. Ruins it for you. Right. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. But I know. I don't. I don't know, but I know. Right. Okay. Thanks for clarifying <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Mark. You think you're a left or a right brain thinker? I don't know which is the one of them's smart and one of them's creative, <laughs> right? You're saying creative people aren't smart? No, oh, they're idiots. <laughs> a left brain. I'm right. I'm right in the middle, by the way. <laughs> well, it's interesting you ask that because I feel the same way. I think I can. I can roll with the punches i think we have to but let's very well mind is talking about it they're breaking this down very well mind very well mind okay very well mind.com sorry was that too yes. difficult a question well i'm looking to see if they've got the dot com there yes <laughs> left brain versus right brain dominance all right our creative people right brained and our analytical thinkers left brained have you ever heard people say that they are more of a right brain versus a left brain thinker? Definitely. From books to television programs, you've probably heard the phrase mentioned numerous times. Right. Or perhaps you've taken an online test to determine, to determine whether you're right brained or left brained. And you've probably also spotted at least a few infographics on Pinterest or Facebook. Are you on Pinterest a lot, Mark? I'm not. <laughs> no, how are you? No, you're not gay. Not, I was going to say. Yeah. Or Facebook claiming to reveal your dominant brain hemisphere. Uh, maybe you come across a few articles like this one or books suggesting that you can unleash the hidden creativity of right brain thinking or the deductive logic of left brain thinking. So given the popularity of the idea, right brain, left brain thinkers, it might surprise you to learn that this idea is just one of many myths about the brain. I would agree. Here's the left brain uh, bullet points for what you would expect left brain. Logical. Analytical, linear, verbal, pure energy, factual, verbal. Didn't I say verbal? Oh, it's on here twice. <laughs> That's a test. I got it. See, I'm probably <laughs> left brain. Sequential, a right brain thinker, creative, intuitive, artistic, nonverbal, emotional, musical, imaginative fascinating <laughs> thanks for coming and come back next week <laughs> left brain versus right brain traits 
people described as left brain thinkers are told that they have strong math and logic skills. And on the other hand, those who are described as right brain thinkers are told that their talents are more on the creative side of things. Here are a few traits of each. Traits, traits of right brained people, uh, they recognize faces, they're, they're better at it. They're better at expressing their emotions. They're better at creating music. They're better at reading emotions. They're better at appreciating color, using imagination, being intuitive, being creative. I mean, that's all me. Right. So what are so-called right brain people like? They're often described as being more emotional, intuitive, creative. They're often described as doing well in careers that involve creative expression and free thinking, such as becoming an artist, psychologist, or writer. Traits of the left brain person. Language is a um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trait <laughs> and a strong trait. <laughs> Logic. You're having a problem with that language because, there. Because <laughs> logically it would be one. <laughs> Critical thinking. Numbers. Reasoning. What are left brain people like? They're described as logical, analytical, orderly. The theory suggests that people who are left brain dominant do well in careers that involve linear thinking, math, verbal information. This includes careers such as accountant, scientist, or computer programmer. So the theory of the right brain versus left brain dominance, according to that theory of left brain, right brain, each side of the brain controls different types of thinking. For example, a person whose left brain is often said to be more logical, analytical, and objective. I mean, we pretty much covered yeah, that. Yeah, this thing a is repeat, this article is repeating itself. Who is right brain is said to be more, that's very, very, um, uh, Left brainy. Left brainy of you to recognize right. that. <laughs> to be more intuitive, thoughtful, and subjective. But in psychology, the theory is based on the lateralization of brain function. The brain contains two hemispheres that each perform a number of roles. The two sides of the brain communicate with one another via the corpus callosum. The left hemisphere controls the muscles on the right side of the body. Did you know that? Well, the yes. right hemisphere controls those on the left. Correct. This is why damage to the left side of the brain, for example, might have an effect on the right side of the right. body. When people have strokes, that's how it, my understanding is that's how it happens. Mm -hmm. The history of the right brain versus left brain theory. So one side of the brain controls specific functions. Are people either left brained or right brained? Like many popular psychology myths, this one grew out of observations of the human brain that were dramatically distorted or exaggerated. Mm. The right brain, left brain theory originated in the work of Roger Sperry from 1980. He was, a, he was awarded a Nobel Prize in 1981. He studied, now I think it's been around longer than that, but okay. He studied brain functioning in patients who had their corpus callosum, the structure that connects the two hemispheres of the brain, surgically severed to treat refractory epilepsy. Wow. However, these patients also experienced other symptoms after the communication pathway between the two sides of the brain was cut. For example, many split brain patients found themselves unable to name objects that were processed by the right side of the brain, but they were able to name objects that were processed by the left side of the brain. Wow. Based on this information, Sperry suggested that language was controlled by the left side of the brain. Generally speaking, the left side of the brain tends to control many aspects of language and logic, while the right side tends to handle spatial information and visual comprehension. There has been research. Later, the research showed that the brain is not nearly as dichotomous as once thought. For example, 
Research has shown that abilities in subjects such as math are strongest when both halves of the brain work together. Ah. Neuroscientists today know that the two sides of the brain collaborate to perform a broad variety of tasks and that the two hemispheres communicate through the corpus callosum. No matter how lateralized the brain can get, though, the two sides still work together. That's what I would think. I would think so, too. So I have always felt that I was more a right-brained thinker in that I'm at my happiest when I am being creative right. and in touch with my emotions. Um, yeah. And that's where your psychic abilities come from. Your empathy and stuff like that, in I, theory. I, I think so, too. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't this makes me question does that mean that i'm more a right brain thinker if or can one not work without the other i don't know yeah i don't know the way the way this is saying is basically it's it's and this happens a lot you know we have a theory that has been so ingrained in our culture that we all believe this is how it is but it's based on one guy's study years ago and mm -hmm. there's been a lot of advancement in understanding since then that we don't hear about I think the brain, you know, is interactive with each side. I don't think it's a side. I don't think there's a top or bottom. Certainly there's parts of our brain that are a completely different structure. Yes. You know, like the medulla oblongata and stuff like that. And 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 there's things where you have different structures, different things that 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 you can tell is visually a different part of the brain. I mean, if you're looking at it through an x-ray or something like that. But otherwise, to me, it, it all shares information back and forth, possibly, I guess. There are some sides, a certain side that maybe deals with information better, but I would think it all shares. It's not, it's not as cut and dry as as we've been led to believe. Is I think my so too. And and the things that you may enjoy, uh, perhaps in your job, but um, in your spare time, your hobbies, for example. Again, going back to like for me, uh, the right-brained hobbies. Um, my brain when I'm working does require me to be more analytical. Right. And I'm able to do that. Most of my jobs have required that. Yeah, most of them. Right. And so it, it's possible to switch back and forth. It's just that there's one I enjoy more, th more than the other. And I'm thinking we're probably all like that. Yeah, I, I think it's all... Again, this comes back to the whole uh, autism concept, which we talk about frequently, maybe not on the show, but the fact that if there's a spectrum, we're all on the spectrum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If there's a left brain person, right? Yes, sure. There are some people who are more logical and less in touch with their feelings, which, you know, between you and I, I certainly would be the more logical and less in touch with my feelings person. Now, I don't know if that's a brain thing or if that's also a male female thing because females are more nurturing and stuff like that. And men are more uh, analytical about things. Yes. You know, in that yes. in that sense. But, you know, I know I know some guys that are very analytical and stuff and are mm -hmm. not in touch with their feelings. I mean, I have friends of yes. mine that I can yep. talk yep. to very smart at what they do and everything. But man, when it comes to emotions, you can tell they are emotionally immature, if you will. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, just as an observation that, you know, they are not as. uh Gosh, I don't want to use the word friendly, but friendly as they could be. Well, if we were to delve into this deeper, which we're not going to do that today because I'm only just now thinking about it because of something that you said. Some people who I've been around that are autistic certainly don't seem like they express that much emotion. It seems maybe a little more wooden. And I've heard before that um, some people on this spectrum 
learn how to behave a certain way by observation. And I wonder if you were to look at their brains, if they're all hooked up to something, would they see that there is, for example, a left side that works more than the right or vice versa? I wonder if it would look any different if it's still the same. Or if it's just areas of the brain in right. things that it's not necessarily left or right. The left brain, right brain to me always seemed, even when I learned it when I was younger, always seemed too simplistic for the complex machine that we are. Yes. So so the article says, yes, you you may feel that you lean one way or the other, but we think that we've proved to you that it's not really that simple. But they did say if you want to um, get better at either way, just eat, sleep, do things better. But under enhancing the brain, and this is just something that I found online, enhancing the brain, how we use both uh, the left and the right brain, um, they're they're basically just saying, yes, you're using all of them and there's brain harmony and it all works together. And in conclusion, maintaining an agile brain and enhancing cognitive function, it isn't as complex as we might initially perceive. Whether it's undertaking mentally stimulating activities or keeping yourself physically active, every step contributes significantly to optimizing brain health. It's also essential, essential to remember that everyone's mental abilities are unique and comparing intelligence scores might not always offer a full picture of one's potential. Uh, yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, I I, th I think so. And remember that the pursuit of knowledge and growth is a lifelong journey and keep exploring and enhancing your brain in every possible way. I agree with that. I agree with always keeping the brain engaged and doing stuff. I do miss, you know, from years ago when I canceled the newspaper, I used to do the, the daily crossword puzzle, which was really simple. Yeah, I try the New York Times ones on Sunday keeping the brain going on, on that kind of stuff, wordplay and things like that. And, you know, exercise things like that for the brain instead of all the consumption of sitting in front of a digital device watching, you know, videos and all that, which I still do a lot of that as well. But I, I think, I think uh, we need to stimulate the brain more than just that. Exercise both sides. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, you guys, I do want you to weigh in on that. Have, did you ever think that it was a thing? And do you still? Do you think that that people do Oops, tend sorry. to lean lean more one side or the other? Just let us know. You can do that on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At Snack a Little. You can always give us a call. The number is 909-572-0278. Give us a call on that listener line or let us know on any of our social media, and we may feature it on a future show. Use your left brain so that we can understand you clearly. All right. So, ja <laughs> so Jana, I have a song mm -hmm. to play for you. Okay. And uh, it's, it's not necessarily a quiz, but I guess okay. it's a single song quiz. This is a song that you know, and you, you I know you know the song. There's no okay. doubt about it. Okay. Whether you know the artist or not, you certainly are going to be familiar with them. But you, this is one of those these songs that we all know the song. We may know the singer, and we know, oh, yeah, that's the person who wrote that song. What's well, another example of, no, this is maybe their signature song. But they did not write it. And we're going to delve a little bit, not too deep, a little bit into uh, who actually wrote the song. But here is the song that you should be familiar with. And tell me if you know who the artist is on this one, because that would help. Oh, um, mm -hmm, mm. I do know this. And yet, oh, uh, and. No. So cry no more. 
Crystal Gale? No. Was I right the first time, Anne Murray? No, but you're close. I mean, it's the, the, the era, except Crystal Gale was more of a country western. This is not country western, I would say. Okay, I, I do know who this is, Crystal Gale, Anne Murray. Does she have the red, the really long dark hair like Crystal Gale? Yes, she does. Because that's what I'm picturing. You are great. Really long, dark you are great. Thank goodness this video actually is just a slideshow okay. of the artist and shows her uh, with her long dark hair. Okay, who's the woman that has the really long dark hair like Crystal Gale? Oh, who's the woman that's saying, "Don't it make my brown eyes"? Oh, that's Crystal Gale. Damn it. So, how many of you know who this is? Right away. I'll, I'll tell you because this is not the quiz is not part of this. Okay, but hold this. Okay. Rita Coolidge. Yeah. Rita Coolidge. Okay. I don't know that that would have. It might maybe a week or two. <laughs> it might have come back. Let it all begin. Now she wasn't the first artist to record this. But you assume this is with her, right? This is the version yeah, you know. Yeah, it's this the is, only version I know. Right. This is the version that you know. All right, so we're going to stop that for a moment, and I'm going to play another version. This came out before, in fact, I think it was about a year before that oh. came out. And you tell me really? if you can tell who this is. Hmm. Clearly, a nice stylized version tickling. of it. Yeah. Okay, so it's a dude. Hmm. And would I have heard of this artist? Yes. Okay. And this was a hit, according to Wikipedia. Really? Okay, hold on now. In 1976, it was a hit. 70s. And hers was a hit in 1977. Nice vibrato. I'll, I'll throw out a whole bunch of hints to you. This is an old school guy that you don't necessarily associate with the 70s, more of the 50s and maybe 60s. Oh. A guy from Jersey. Maybe hung out with his boys. <laughs> like Jersey boys. Kiss? <laughs> no, they're from Detroit or something, right? And in other in other songs he would he would Well that part sounded like Steve Perry. But no He's also known for a falsetto voice in old songs from the fifties. Oh Rudy, with his group yeah, Valley. All through the years. Valley. Yeah. What <laughs> R- Rudy Richie Valley Frankie Frankie, Frankie Valley. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I swear. He did pop into my mind for a minute because he's got the We've had somebody before that sounds like they need to swallow the bubble in the back of their right? throat. He's got that. Well, I would say I would say that. Uh, uh, oh shoot! <laughs> now I'm failing right now. Joe Elliott from Def Leppard has that. Because yeah, when I do my my version of him, yes. I'm swallowing the bubble Keeping right the, in the middle yep, of the throat. Yep, there, yep. <laughs> you hear that, right? The bubble. Yeah. yeah. When on the uh, you take perfect and then you vote. The grease so, song has the bubble. So this is 1976 Frankie Valley, before the 1977 Rita Coolidge. I wonder if Steve Perry was a little influenced by him, because when he's hitting the higher notes, it's like, okay, this reminds me a little bit of Steve Perry. But you know my Jersey Boys reference. You know the musical Jersey Boys. No. 
You don't know the musical Jersey Boys? I've heard of it. I didn't. So you know it's how about, I know you're not gay and I am? It's, so it's about <laughs> the, the... Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. I didn't know that. Welcome to 2024, Jenna. <laughs> wow. Well, this is nice. Okay. It's very produced. Right. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. And you don't associate Frankie Valley necessarily not at all. with the 70s. And it 70s. was a hit. Yeah. So that was a hit in 76. How sad that... Neither Where one of those... was it a hit on? Because how do we not know this, but we know the Coolidge one? Neither one of those was the original writer. Oh. The original writer is someone who you know. I know you'll know the name. Okay. Uh, this is their version of it, and they oh, recorded fun. it. Let me make sure. They recorded it on their album in 1977. <laughs> and I don't know if Ricky, I've ever heard this Ricky version. Valley? And I don't, Valley? I don't know if you'll be able to uh, detect who this is. Okay. But... You might be able to. This is the original artist. But he sold the song to those other two as well. This was featured on his album. Outside the rain begins And it may never end Okay, little Kirby there. I don't think you're going to guess who this is. I would not be able to. Uh, Okay, hold on. Boss Gags? Tough. What the? <laughs> I'm right. That's awesome. You know why? It's because of the Kermy voice. I am blown away. Boz Gags sings like this. I didn't think you would know. I mean, I knew you'd know the name Boz Gags. I didn't think you would be. Oh, yeah, I listened to enough of them that I'd be able to listen. I and, have not listened. I know maybe what I. I'm blown away. Did he sing Lido? You amaze Here, me. give me a I high five. <laughs> I am serious. Listen to the voice. I wouldn't have been able to guess because <laughs> it was going to be Boz Gags or Molly Hatchet. I am still, I'm sorry, I am still blown away. You need to go on one of these, there needs to be some musical show you are on. No, I would not have guessed this. I would no. not in a million years have known. I, wow. Didn't, I wonder if he's got other stuff that somebody else recorded. Now I gotta, so did he do Lido or is that it? Well, hold on, that's part of, that's part of. Oh, okay. That's part of this. Because I'm thinking, because what I else thought, did he you know sing? what? I thought Jana's not going to be able to recognize Boz Skaggs. She's oh, not going to know. Because okay. you're going to know. You're going to know who he is. Yeah. Be, excuse me. Because of the Lido Shuffle. Oh, it is Lido. Okay. And but this I is, don't think he is, does the. This is Lido Shuffle. But I don't think he's as Kermie-ish in this. But he's got no. something else, like another. The shack. And that doesn't sound Kermie at all. But that was all oh, he missed. Because uh, he, he ain't coming back. Right. Yeah. Nice bluesy rock thing. Oh, yeah. Great song. Take him back. But I thought, if you know this as Boz Skaggs, you're not going to recognize the other guy as Boz Skaggs. But you did. I am. Oh, my gosh. I have not heard this in so long. I know. It takes me back. Takes me back. Time all to get it. Okay, you can't take it off yet. We gotta hear the or is that's we gotta. That might be later on. Oh, that's you. I'm like, are we having an earthquake? Listen, freaky things happen here, so I just never know what it could be. There's a little bit of Kermie there. Ha, 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 ha. 
going to be a while before we get to I can't, the... I can't, I can't, I can't, I am, you are fantastic and, oh, and blow me away. Do you know what, so here's the thing here, I was looking, I know there's got to be another solo, or not solo, but another... Um, Boz Gags? Boz Gags song where they slow it down, where you hear more of his voice and not right. so much the poppy. Right. But these... I don't know. What's new? I don't know. Full lock power slide. Don't know. We are always sweethearts. I don't know. Monkey time. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those where it's like, I know the song, but I don't know the title. Yeah, I guess so. Because none I'm, of I'm these are. I'm not familiar are... with a lot of his stuff. I, I remember that uh, my sister had his Silk Degrees album at the time in the 70s, and that was real big. And But other than that, no. Look What You've Done to Me? That sounds sort of familiar. That title? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, so now, well, anyway. One of the things we like to do with these songs, now these all came out within uh, a couple of years of each other, 76 to 77. Uh-huh. And then uh, according to Wikipedia, there's a couple of names of songs of people that recorded it around that era that I don't know who they are. And so I found one that I don't even know who these people are. They are Cecilio and Capano, whoever they are. Is that but Italian? this is, I don't know, this is a different version of We're All Alone. And I don't know if this is just some weird, wacky, independent album of people. Outside the rain <laughs> My gosh. Outside the rain. Wow. Sorry, Stefano. Or Capano. Cecilia. Uh, there's another bubble throat. We'll take us out to sea. This is also from, uh, it says release on 1988. Forevermore. That must voice. be the other guy. No, I think it's the other. There's two guys pictured in the picture. Well, it is in a different side. Yeah, on the this guy's headphones. not using the bubble throat. Well, he is, but not the same. He's not doing this. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> there's a little Bob Dylan there. <laughs> like Bob Dylan. What if Bob, <laughs> Bob Dylan did bubble throat? So here he goes. That's their yes. duet there. You know who hasn't done this, I'll bet, and should have? Air Supply. Ooh. Huh. Well, what I was thinking is because this is 1988, 11 years after Rita Coolidge's. Nice harmony. Okay, I like the harmony. A little overlaying of background. Okay, I'm going to go back to Rita Coolidge's while we, were, while we uh, finish this segment here. Okay. But So here's Rita Coolidge's background. This is just beautiful. Beautiful stuff. I think I should get half a point because I could picture the long, long, long dark yeah. hair. I agree. Very smooth voice. It's a beautiful song, I think. I can't think of what else she's saying, and I know she's had at least one other hit. She did uh, Your Love Has Lifted Me Higher and uh, Higher. And higher than it's ever been before. That's right. Oh, an all, oh, it's an all-time high from oh, uh, right. one of the, the Bond movies. Right. Octopussy. Your Love Has Lifted Me Higher. I'd rather leave while I'm in love. Don't think I know that one. We're all alone. This one. And it's an all-time high. So there you go. We're all alone. Originally recorded by Frankie Valli. 
then Rita Coolidge, and then the writer, Boz Skaggs, but it was made famous. Apparently, it was a hit for Frankie Valli, but I never knew that version. This is the version that I knew. Oh, this is so pretty. Rita Coolidge. I forgot how much I like it. By the way, she was also known for country, apparently. Nothing we mentioned was country-ish, yeah, but I can see okay. that. I can see. You know what? I, but I still, I can't help but picture Crystal Gale because you said the long the hair, hair. The hair. Right. And yet, you know what? Not, not overproduced. No. I mean, there's a little bit of strings I mean, in the back. But it's pretty. Right. Some things, not, it Not works. overproduced at all and just a good good old song. So oh, there you thanks go. Thanks for sharing that. There My goodness, go. that takes me back. Yeah, me too. Back to the 70s before I was Oof. even born. Well, before you know, we were thank born. Thank goodness our parents exposed us to a lot of great music. <laughs> Uh, All right. My mom, my mom loves Def Def Leppard, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Got to get the bubble in the throat. Uh, Hey, ever heard of the Bunny Man? No, except for the the uh, pop punk group Echo in the Bunny Man. Right. You know what? Is that what it's related to? I should look that up to see if it is related. I don't know. I would imagine so. If you're doing Paranormal Corner with Bunny Men and and there's uh, Echo in the Bunny Man, I think there might be a connection there. We might have to do a second part here. (laughs) Well, at the stroke of midnight on Halloween, and I know it's a little early, but I don't care. That's way Uh, early. (laughs) Because in Paranormal Corner... Every day is Halloween. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Every every time we have Paranormal Corner, nearly every week, it yep. is a little bit of our Halloween. That's right. There's a killer in a white rabbit suit, and he's awaiting. The lore has it that if you speak his name three times, he'll appear. Hmm. Shall I say it three times? No. Okay. But what's... Well, you can imagine. If you say it three times, he will appear, but don't expect to survive. He'll slash your throat and leave your body body dangling from the bridge. The bridge. So maybe if you only say it three times and you happen to be at a bridge. Another rendition says the spirit of an escaped mental patient haunts the railroad bridge. He escaped hell-bent on avenging the murders of his wife and child who were slain nearby. Living in the woods near the bridge, he killed and ate rabbits wearing their skins and leaving their mutilated bodies hanging in the trees. One Halloween night, taunted by some town children, he killed and mutilated them, too, hanging their corpses from the trees around the bridge. In another spin, on the same thing, he's the ghost of an escapee of a long-closed nearby asylum. He's dressed in a rabbit suit. He throws axes or chainsaws or hatchets at the cars of young couples who park by the bridge late at night. There are plenty of versions of the Bunny Man Bridge legend, all equally eerie, making the one-lane tunnel on Colchester Road such a popular spot that police stake it out each Halloween night chasing off trespassers, searching for a scare. The Bunny Man Bridge was featured in the Fox documentary, Scariest Places on Earth, and it's mentioned innumerable times across the internet. The tale arguably brings commerce to the town of Clifton, tucked away in the woods between Manassas and Fairfax Station. Pre-pandemic, thousands came to thrill at the Clifton Haunted Trail, which on its website features a creepy illustration of a man in a bunny suit. But what's the truth behind the lore? And that's why we're talking about it now, because why not? (laughs) Brian Connolly, a historian archivist for Fairfax Public Library, heard about the bunny man all of his life. When he returned from college to work in the library system, the haunting tale seemed to follow him. After several patrons asked him about the truth of the stories, he set out to find out. First, he delved into Fairfax County police records, searching for reports of old and sensational murders. 
He found one that might help account for some of the bunny man's background. It happened in February 1949 and it made headlines for months. The gruesome slayings of a mother and her eight-month-old baby girl. The two were found in a shallow grave in Fairfax after disappearing during a car ride with the husband. Oh the gosh. the husband. Just that just the husband. Police soon found the victims in a shallow grave. The woman had been beaten and shot, the baby girl buried alive. Oh, oh this okay. is terrible. The husband and father was eventually arrested, convicted, and sent to a mental institution. Next, the librarian searched for any evidence of a man dressed in a rabbit costume terrorizing people in the Washington region. According to his paper, he found a gem in the Washington Post from 1970. The headline read, Man in Bunny Suit Sought in Fairfax. What? The story detailed the harrowing experience of an Air Force cadet who went parking with a girl on Guinea Road in Fairfax. The military man told of a man in a white suit with long bunny ears throwing a hatchet through the car's windshield, then skipping off into the night. Oh the bunny man made another appearance, according to the Post, uh, on October 30th in 1970. Neighbors on Guinea Road reported seeing a man in a bunny suit hacking away at a house under construction uh, he, he hacked away with a hatchet. He was confronted by a security guard, and the bunny ran off. Probably scampered off. Yeah. The police Hopped. investigated, Hopped yes, but never found any evidence of a bunny man in the area. After a few weeks, the case was filed away forever. Who the bunny man was and what motivated him to act in such a bizarre manner is still a mystery. However, the available evidence points to the October 1970 events as the genesis of the bunny man legend. And there you have one interpretation of the story. The librarian's research uncovers some truth in a story that has become part of the area's folklore and its creepy reputation continues. It makes you wonder what other terrifying bits of the bunny man lore may be true. Because of this story, people go to the bunny man bridge at Halloween and other times on paranormal investigations just to see wow. if they can pick anything up. And it makes me wonder, let's, Let's say that there's nothing there related to what these, you know, what he was able to unearth. Right. But could you bring stuff about because you want it so bad, I wonder? Can you open up the... Um, veil? Yeah, lift the veil, open because the... Because you're there asking? Well, I think so. I think that's part of the... Portal. That we've talked about it before, is that if you don't ask for this stuff or anything, yeah, unless there's something else going on, it's not going to happen. But if you go somewhere and you allow yourself to be opened up to it maybe well it's just like you know what let me put it this way like okay. wild animals like let's say a rabbit a wild okay. bunny rabbit wild if you go out rabbit. there stomping around everything and not thinking about rabbits they're all going to run away and hide no one's going but if you sit there quietly they might just come around wow. and come up to you it's deep just saying okay no, I <laughs> <laughs> thank you now, I also did look up, while you were explaining all that, uh -huh. terrible, horrible stuff that that uh, that brought about this, this story. Uh -huh. uh, I looked up, and on Answers.com, yeah. where did Echo and the Bunny Men's name come from? This oh, is good. a group. Okay, good, good. It says, Will Sargent, the group's guitarist, explain the origin of the band's name? Mm -hmm. We had this mate who kept suggesting all these names, like the Daz Men or Glycerol and the Fan Extractors. Echo and the like Bunnymen. Echo and the Bunnymen was one of them. I just thought it was stupid as the rest, and so that's why they went with it. <laughs> so why not? So, who who knows with the band who who are actually so they probably don't made. even know about right. This so one of their one of their friends friend. was obviously just throwing out 
thing. Like we talk about odd band names and stuff like that, and that's what they went with. So I don't think there's a relation, direct relation. What do maybe you think an of the band one. name, the Crippled Manta Ray? <laughs> If you guys follow me on Facebook, you might know what that's referring to. <laughs> if not, why not? Follow me. Follow us. Follow whoever. Anyway, kind of creepy. Would you go there and do a paranormal, you know, in the middle of the night at some bridge? I am, I'd like to have something more substantial than, yeah. than a legend that's built on... Legend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, slight truth. I mean, I mean, we, we've, we've done our own little seances in places where we know something happened or we know yes. the people that we're yes. targeting and stuff like that. Yeah. So More to come, by the way, this year. We've yeah. got some stuff. we got stuff planned, you guys. You guys, we have stuff planned. And because things have been weird as far as the, the whole last four years with COVID and people who are willing to show up and not show up, and it has been weird. But we have some guests planned. We do indeed. So Stick around be and be sure stuff. be sure to tell your friends too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of stuff. And go ghost hunting on the Bunny Man Bridge and let us know about it. You can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to at, let us know at Snack a Little. And as we tell you all the time, we do have a dedicated listener line, and the number is 909-572-0278. Give us a call on that yeah. number, leave a message, and we may use it on a future show. As you've Love heard, it. if you're a regular listener of the show, you know we do uh, go back and we, even if it's an old episode from one of our first four seasons, yep, yep. we will respond to it. We will respond. Because, you know, we, we understand <laughs> in this in this day and age that everyone listens to things at their own pace. So, uh, Did you know who know. wrote the song? Song right. that Mark shared. Did you Did assume you know it was Rita Coolidge? Yeah. But the thing is, is this is one of those times where we know the other songwriter. We know who Boz Kags was. I yeah. still, you are amazing. Thank you. I bow to your amazing music Weird. abilities. Sometimes I surprise myself it's as fantastic. well. fantastic. And are you a writer or left brain thinker? Think about that. Let us know. Come on back.